nothing special about being American. None of you can define for me what an American is. I am the nation. I was born on July 4th, 1776, and the Declaration of Independence is my birth certificate. The bloodlines of the world run in my veins because I offered freedom to the oppressed. I am many things and many people. I am the nation. I am 200 million living souls and the ghost of millions who have lived and died for me. I am Nathan Hale and Paul Revere. I stood at Lexington and fired the shot heard round the world. I'm Washington, Jefferson, Patrick Henry, and John Paul Jones, the Green Mountain Boys, Davy Crockett. Coming to you from the D-Town Studios in the free state of Florida, sponsored by Maker's Mark Bourbon, this is Don't Tread on America. Don Q, let's go, come on. All right, how's everybody doing out there today? It is Tuesday. December 12th, 2023. How is everybody doing out there today? Just a little little less than two weeks from Christmas. So hope hope everyone's ready. Um, still time to visit the DTOM store. Added a few, new, a few new things in there if you want to check it out. Free shipping, guys, in the uh, United States. If you're outside the United States, use promo code DTOM. You get 10% off. So... Check that out. The link is at the bottom of the podcast app and what you're listening to this on. And while you're on that podcast app, if you're on Spotify or Apple, if you can give me a review, that would be great. Five star, preferably. If you want to leave a little comment, I will read them. I always do. (laughs) So send them my way. And... If you guys are on social media, check us out at Don't Tread on America on Facebook, Instagram, True Social, and the Ticker Talker. Uh, TikTok's mainly mainly for drinks. It's pretty much what I do on there. And actually, you, you're just in time to listen to this because starting tomorrow on the 13th of December, uh, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and I, 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 want to <laughs> I want to commit myself to doing 12 drink videos starting tomorrow. And I'm going to call it the 12 drinks of Christmas. So I'm going to do one a day up until Christmas. Um, so, yeah. You know, if you're on TikTok, follow the show. Don't try it on America. And uh, look for my ugly mug making drinks. Learn how to make a couple of drinks for yourself. Because they're pretty damn good. All right. Uh, and if you're not on social media, that's fine. You can check us out at don'ttreadonamerica.com. From any of those situations, you can get in contact with me directly. 
And if you have any questions or anything that you have in your head that you want to talk about, send it my way and uh, see what I can do for you. And uh, also, guys, if you are listeners to other podcasts, which I would assume you guys are, um, and you think that this show would be a good fit in with them, like to do a show, a one-on-one type situation, you know, you could do me a favor and, and give me a shameless plug and say, hey, you know, so-and-so, this is a good show, you should listen to it, maybe you guys could collab on something, I don't know, whatever. You know, just uh, just help help brother out, you know, just do, trying to get by in life, full-time job, part-time podcast, let's do this, come on, man. All right, so what I want to talk about today is... Uh, that's nice. You get a random text on your phone that just says, hell. Hmm, cool. I, I don't know if that's the devil calling or what. Anyway. <laughs> so, on the sun, on the show I did on Sunday, I talked about how we are all going to die, right? And uh, I'm going to continue that theme with today, and we're all going to die. Now, essentially, I was talking about how the, the country is on the verge of a civil war. And um, not to go into detail, you can listen to the show, or maybe you already have. Um, but you know, it's not going to be a civil war like we're used to thinking about when we think about civil war. It's going to be more of a civil war like you see in other countries like Africa or, or wherever. I think it's going to be that type of civil war. And, um, and the precipice, the basis of, of the, of the story was the federal government, the federal rights infringing on the state's rights. And I'm going to continue on that in a, in a roundabout way on this show in a sense of something different. And this is going to be based off of what we went through during COVID back in 2020 when all that crap happened with the lockdowns and all that stuff. You guys know you lived it. But um, <laughs> to go into it deeper into the sense of what they've been doing and what they keep on wanting to do. And it's almost like they're not going to stop until they accomplish their goals. And it's going to be up to us to say, you know, fuck that shit. You know, and and I think in conclusion, when I finish the show, you'll, you'll understand that I personally believe. Now, you might agree, you might disagree, whatever. But I believe that in in this country, at least... You kind of had one shot, okay? You know, what is it, like a eight mile, you know, Eminem, you know, you know, you got one shot. Do not let you chance, you know. And the reason I say that is this. For the most part, <laughs> I'm not going to say 100%, but a good portion of this country isn't stupid. And when COVID first broke out, when the whole thing first started, right, Mar- you know, started, you started hearing about it. I mean, depending on how hard you were listening, you started hearing about it in December of 19. And then it started making a little bit more news in January, February, then boom, March, right? And from there, it just kind of steamrolled. March, April, June, July, you know. Um, March, April, June. May. May was in there. <laughs> March, April, May, June. And, you know, and it got worse and worse. And depending on where you lived in this country, it was even worse. Like, and and pretty, I don't want to say every state, because I, I know there was a couple of states that said, no, we're not doing that. And, you know, good on them. Now, Florida did do the 15 or whatever it was, days slow to spread. 
But at least to DeSantis's credit, after like a month, which obviously was more than 15 days, he he and his um, the Surgeon General of Florida was like, eh, you know, this doesn't seem to be what they're thinking it is. So maybe we don't need to really go down that road and start it slowly opening the state by the time summer had hit we were 100 percent open and um you had some governors that didn't even lock down but then also followed suit and if you guys recall how oh everyone in florida's gonna die because DeSantis is an idiot and he's opening the state and blah 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 right and that's what i mean by you have one chance there's a lot of people no matter who you voted for or what your political leanings or beliefs are. Um, and, and there's some people that say, fuck Republicans, fuck Democrats, fuck them all. It's, they're all out to get us. And I, and I get that. And um, I think when I say you had one chance, that was it. Like you tried to do what you could do legally but like we've said on this show plenty of times in like when chris was on the show more re- more more uh, more frequently um we we used to say stuff you know no it was kind of like um <clears throat> you haven't you, you we got to do this or <clears throat> everyone's gonna say this is bullshit you think about all the states like uh california uh, oregon and whatnot where they were locked down for a year plus. And those people might be blue as a smurf in their political leanings. But even then, if things start to come back around, I'm not saying you wouldn't have anybody comply. You still see people wearing masks, right? Um, but it won't be as much. I can't imagine that if if something comes around, and I, and I came up with a term today, you know, you keep on hearing about pandemic and, and this demic and that demic and people were calling it a plandemic, right? And I was like, you know, it's a, it's a mandemic. <laughs> it's created by man to fuck with us. And in this country, we used to, we would say on this show, the one thing that was hurting their plans was that pesky, pesky document, the uh, declaration, uh, the uh, <laughs> constitution. And... <clears throat> And that's the one piece of paper that constantly gets in their way somewhat, you know. So it's almost like we're starting this whole thing over again. Now, if you get in the Wayback Machines, so January, December of 19 is very similar to December of 23 from a an election cycle standpoint, Okay. Come January, February, March of 20, which we're about to hit January, February, March of 24, same situation. You have, at that time, it was a Democratic um, debates and whatnot, and people trying to figure out who's going to run for president on the Democratic side, and Trump's just chilling. Now it's the other way around. But it's the same thing. We have a new disease, supposedly, and it's almost like for the last, well, I don't want to say for the last four years, but for at least the last two or so years, They've been trying to throw different diseases at us to kind of see what sticks. Monkeypox. Oh, there's this. There's that. Oh, my God. There's this. Oh, we're all going to die, you know. And for the past the whole time, you've constantly seen commercials for fi- by Pfizer, Moderna, whoever. Get your vax. Get this vax and get that vax. And vax, 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 vax. And 
now we have a new disease called white lung. And I'm going to get into all of that in just a minute. But if you've noticed, um, <laughs> it's, it's very eye-opening, the things that are going on. I'm going to play this little clip here real quick. It's about a minute long. And uh, we'll talk about it on the backside. It's, 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 a, it's a New World Order conspiracy theory um, and how all of this is kind of coming together. And these are different actors and comedians talking. Uh, one of the gentlemen in the, in the group is called, his name's Rick Mayall. Shortly after this, he magically died. Um, and I find it more and more interesting that we think of assassinations as a political thing. Oh, they killed JFK. They killed RFK. They killed this person. They tried to kill Reagan. They tried, you know. But if you think about it, there's a lot of pop culture people through our history, and not just in this country, but in other countries, that have a tendency to get, uh, you know, assassinated also because of their not even so much their political leanings, but their their popularity and what they're saying. Look at John Lennon, for example. I know that was a long time ago, but it's the same idea. And I'm not saying that Rick Mayall was John Lennon, but he was a very popular actor and comedian in England. And you might not have heard of him in this country, but if you if you look at him and research him, you'll understand what I'm saying. And his voice was being heard, and he wasn't saying all the right things that the government liked. And then, magically enough, he died. He wasn't very old. I think he was like 50. But uh, he, I'll, I'll go ahead and play this here real quick, and you'll we'll talk about it on the backside here. New World Order. Population reduction. There will be a global population reduction until there are only 500 million people left. How would they reduce the population? We're not stupid. Hitler said, the bigger the lie, the more the people will believe it. I think it will be done, hit the stone. The armed forces are going to kill us. They'll follow orders, it's what they've been trained to do. They're being taught to be racists. The army are already killing people in other countries. People in power are using fear to fuel the racism. How long before they use this racism to make soldiers turn on their own? Mass genocide on a scale never seen before. There are a mass of ways they could introduce population slaughter more staged events, orchestrated and maneuvered conflicts, and the use of bioengineered diseases. Vaccines. They could come in vaccines. In the event that I am reincarnated, I'd like to come back as a deadly virus. So it's a contribute to solving overpopulation. Vince Phillips said that. So... Now, this is a bunch of people talking about what you what you just heard. And it's always labeled as a conspiracy theory. Oh, these people. Oh, God, come on, people. Come on. And in in my life, how how often have you heard the word vaccine? Like when you were a kid, when your kids were kids, you know, when your children were little and they had to get their different vaccines. And when they're born, you have to get this. And and you never question you never questioned anything most people the majority a high majority of the people just said yeah i gotta have this that and the other thing it wasn't until recently that i became more skeptical of all vaccines 
Um, and it wasn't until I realized, and this was recent, and I'm not saying this is a new vaccine. It's probably been out for a little while. But I never knew there was a chickenpox vaccine. I was like, why? <laughs> why do we have a chickenpox vaccine? When I was a kid, chickenpox was a thing. And essentially, if someone in the neighborhood got chickenpox, all the kids went to that person's house, so everyone got chickenpox, and they just got it over with. Why? I, I shouldn't say why. I know why. But if it wasn't for pharmaceutical companies looking for a profit, there would be no such thing as vaccines. Now, is that to say that 100% of every vaccine ever made is a bad thing? I'm not saying that. It's the... When I was a kid, I don't even know the number, but there was probably literally a handful of vaccines you got. You know, your polio, smallpox, <laughs> you know, measles, those types of things that eradicated diseases. And it was like because of that in the 60s and the 70s and early 80s, you had uh, pharmaceutical companies say, you know what, there's money to be made here. And the funny thing is, is for the most part, you 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 get you take your kids. I mean, you go if you go get a COVID vaccine or a flu flu shot or whatever, you don't pay for that. But yet these companies are making billions of dollars off of who? Who are they? It's like you're going in there and getting your shot and it's costing you five bucks, ten bucks, twenty bucks, hundred bucks. It doesn't cost you anything. Oh, well, your insurance company pays for it. Okay, but not everybody that goes in there has insurance, and they're still not paying for it. And then even then, the insurance company's paying for it, but who's reimbursing them? They're not doing it for free. It's just it's just a big thing, and, it, and, it, and it, I, you can't help but ask the question, why? What's the point? Is it because of population control? Is that their ultimate goal? Not every person that's going to get a vaccine is going to have an adverse effect. But the ones that do, oh well. You know what I'm saying? And it just it just strikes me. And you it's hard for most a lot of people to wrap their head around what I'm saying because in your heart of hearts, you cannot believe, no matter what country you live in, you can't believe that your country, the people that you elected, um would willingly want to do this to its own citizens. And I would say for the most part, those people, when we elect them, assuming that elections are legitimate, probably for the most part, don't have a fucking clue. It's when they get their second and third and fifth and 20th terms in Congress or whatever the case may be, that then you have to start questioning, okay, what has this person done for me while he or she's been in office that has fixed anything. Nothing. Okay. We need to move on. We need to go to a different person. And everything that's starting to happen right now is very reminiscent of 2019 into 2020. For example, you have the CDC director, Mandy Cohen, who is talking out of turn. Mandy, I did not tell you to talk yet, you dumb whore. I'm sorry. but yeah. Um, so Mandy Cohen comes out the other day, and she has this to say. Get your updated COVID and flu vaccines and your RSV vaccine if you're over 60. It's not too late to get vaccinated if you haven't already. 
and use additional layers of protection, like avoiding people who are sick, washing your hands, improving ventilation, and wearing a mask. And if you do get sick, I know it's hard, but stay home so you don't spread germs to others. And get tested so you know what you have and you can get treatment. So it's very similar to what happened early in 2020. It wasn't demands. It wasn't commands. It wasn't mandates. It was, ah, you know, you should do this. And really, of all, of all the things she even said there, the only one thing that actually works, of all the things that she said, <laughs> the one thing that is a tried and true testament of stopping the spread of disease is what? Washing your fucking hands. Okay, now I go to the gym about four times a year. No, about four times a week. Okay, and I cannot, I am not an advocate for, 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 uh, I don't want to say I'm not a neat freak because that, that would be a lie. I'm not a uh, hypochondriac, I guess would be a good word. I'm not one of those people, except for when I go to the gym. And the reason I say this is every time before I get on a machine that my hands or my face is going to be near or my hands are going to touch, I, I spray that machine down. Wherever my, wherever my body, my hands are going to touch or my face is going to be near something, my, I spray it down and wipe it down. Why? Why do I do that? Okay, for those of you that go to the gym or just any public restroom for that matter, you can attest to what I'm about to say. How many times, and, and I think it's the most disgusting thing in the fucking world, how many times have you been at the gym, man, women, whatever, and you're in there taking a piss, you know, you, you might be the unfortunate one that you happen to have to take a shit while you're at the gym, whatever. How many times have you been in there and there's some dude comes out of the shitter, or from the pisser for that matter, and walks straight out the door? Now, that person is going to go and touch whatever machines and spread his fecal matter all over the place that now I might get pink eye or I could get some kind of whatever. If this guy's sick, if he's got something going on and I touch the machine with my hands and I get that on my hands and now I rub my eye or I rub my nose or whatever, now I'm sick. So essentially... Of all the things she said there is wash your fucking hands, people. That's that's really the, the, the basis of all of this. If, if you've ever or if you do or have ever worked in food um, prep, like if you worked at a restaurant or whatever, what is the one thing they tell you to do? <laughs> they don't tell you to put on a mask. Now, they might tell you if you're sick or whatever, maybe to stay home and don't come to work, which is fine. But even if you're perfectly healthy, what's the one thing they tell you to do? Wash your fucking hands. They don't tell you to put a mask on. They don't tell you to do this. They don't tell you to wash your fucking hands. That is the number one cause of the spread of any bacteria or viruses in any country. I don't even want to say this country. Any country. And, but point being is, there's some dirty motherfuckers that go to the gym. <laughs> but the point is, is this is the same shit that they started with back in early 2020. Oh, you know, if, you, if you're not feeling well, stay home. Yeah, I know it's going to be rough, but, you know, you can do it. That's no problem. Now, when does, when does it become a mandate? And why is this coming out? And the thing is, is how often 
as of late that we've seen that we we can almost say with that with with 100 certainty that the vaccines no matter who makes them is having adverse effects on just about everyone that takes it of some sort and you can't help but ask the question what's in the vaccines and why is why are you continuing to push these things where the companies themselves are coming out and saying that oh it make i mean if you look at the fucking side effect list from uh, from uh, Pfizer <laughs> why would you even take that you know it's like you see the commercials on TV for different medications to to stop smoking to talk, stop doing this to stop doing that and uh, you know, may cause this, that, and the other thing. May anal anal leakage, anal bleeding, may cause a bounce of suicide. May you know, it's like what the fuck? Why? I don't think I want to quit smoking that bad that I want to kill myself. <laughs> you know, and I and I, I laugh, but it, I'm serious. I, for those of you that know, you know. But if you're new to the show, I've had cancer for 15 years. Okay, and I've done my fair share of trials and stuff, and it was it was kind of like just a way to stay alive. You know, at the time, my kids were little, and it was like, okay, I got to do whatever. Uh, nowadays, not so much. I'm just kind of like, I'm going more natural. I'm staying off of pharmaceuticals. But, you know, it's a show for another day, and I'm not here to talk about that. But I did plenty of trials. We have this new medicine from this country or that country or whatever, and you got to take this many, and you can't eat then. You have to, you know, whatever it is. And then every time I went to the doctor, I think I went like every two weeks or something like that. It was like, oh, so... You know, did you have any diarrhea? Did you have any vomiting? Did you have this? Did you have that? What are, what kind of side effects are you having? Are you having any rashes? Are you having this? Are you having that? And you literally have to tell them, oh, you know, I was tired. I was this. I was that. Whatever the case may be. And they would write that down because it's a trial. So then what happens is now when that drug, assuming it gets approved by the FDA or whoever, it'll say that'll be one of those drugs you'll see a commercial may cause A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Right, and that's why because during the trial, one person might have had that side effect, or a hundred people might have had that side effect, whatever. Um, but we continue to let these drugs run our life because, and the FDA and and you know the government is allowing that to go through because in the grand scheme of things, if a thousand people went through the trial and one person died. That's a pretty successful trial. I mean, one person is one too many, but it wasn't a thousand people. And the interesting thing, too, about the FDA in this country, Food and Drug Administration, how much food do they approve for us to eat and say, okay, this is safe, this is safe, whatever, this is all safe. But then those same foods, it could be national brands, whether it's candy or potato chips or soda or whatever, that have whatever ingredients in them that the FDA in this country approves for you to ingest. But those same brands of food have to be altered in other countries, in Europe and whatnot, because of the stuff that's in it. Now, it might still be Doritos or it might still be Mountain Dew or M&Ms or whatever, Skittles, whatever the case may be. But the ingredients are a little bit different. So they could be sold over yonder versus here. So what is that saying? Is our FDA saying, nah, it could kill you, but it won't kill you today. But in Europe, they're like, yeah, that's kind of fucked up chemical. We shouldn't be putting that in our body. Now, I'm not here saying that the European Union's 
uh, <laughs> health situation is is any better or worse than ours. Um, uh, you know, every country or whatever has their own tyrannical uh, whatever. But I'm just trying to say, if the FDA is approving of different food that we can eat in this country, but it can't be eaten in other countries, then what is it saying about the medicine they approve? Mm. Ah, yeah, honey, old fashioned. Mm, mm, mm. That'll be on the 13 days of, of drinks. But ultimately, when it comes down to it, when it comes down to you got to do this, you got to do that, you got to wear a mask, you got to get a vaccine, you got to stay home, you got to do this, you got to go this way up the aisle and that way down the aisle. I think ultimately, now this this uh, this woman, her name is Christine Anderson. She's from the EU Parliament. And this is what she thinks you should do about that. I can tell you, you cannot comply your way out of a tyranny. It is impossible. Trying to do so, you will only feed a gigantic alligator in the hopes of being eaten last. But guess what? Your turn will come, and then you will be the one swallowed up. So... I mean, if nothing else, that, that'd be an awesome t-shirt, right? You cannot comply your way out of tyranny. And a lot of people, and we and we went through this in 2020. How many people said, well, I'll just wear it because at least it'll keep them quiet. I'll just do it because it'll keep them quiet. How many people did that? And then how many people didn't do that? And then those people got in trouble. How many pastors in this in this country... Open churches on Sunday, they got arrested. How many restaurants try to open for in 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 restaurant seat, you know, eating versus just takeout? They got closed down. How many people? I mean, the numbers were so small that you did actually hear about it on the news. But instead of it being one restaurant in this city or one church in that town. If it was every church in that town or every restaurant in that city, it would have been different. Now, I guess I understand in the sense of a of a uh, corporation, uh, you know, restaurant, corporate restaurant. It's hard for you know the manager to say we're going to open Olive Garden tonight and say fuck that shit when Olive Garden has you know however many thousand stores, and the corporate saying no, you're shutting it down. But no one ever had a problem asking the question, <laughs> you mean I can't go and eat it at Denny's or, you know, Olive Garden or wherever and sit down, uh, but I can go to Walmart or I can go to my grocery store. Well, you have to do that. You don't have to do that. <laughs> I don't have to do that just as much as I don't have to go out to eat. I can go order my groceries and have them delivered to my car just like I did when I wanted to go out to dinner. But, those places were allowed to to stay open. Liquor stores were allowed to stay open. It's almost like they chose to try and make you comply. Because what are you going to do? And the thing is, is if I can sit here and say, I'm, I just won't go. Fuck it. I just won't go. And these places will suffer. Well, I'm one person. They're going to be like, Don who? But if everyone in town doesn't go, they're going to suffer. And that's what she's saying. You can't comply your way out of tyranny. The more you comply, 
the more they're going to turn the screws to you because they're going to say, well, if they're willing to do that, what about if we do this? And the only reason things changed was by I think it got to a point after a, a you know a year plus throughout the country because it really wasn't until this year oddly enough in 2023 it wasn't until early this year that they declared COVID being over so you had three plus years of that bullshit and and the only reason and that was worldwide down this country it was late last year but still i think the only reason it was like okay we we tried it it didn't work let's get everyone law everyone back into a sense of security and then we'll just try and scare them into complying again and they tried they tried with different diseases and they're going to continue to try because they haven't gotten the ultimate goal of what they're trying to do now when it comes to the the vaccine essentially you have people not people like me who the fuck am i right um and who the fuck are most of your podcasting people we're just we're just men and women that read articles um but for the most part you know either work a work a job full time and they get on here 3 days a week and say whatever the fucks on their mind or they might do this for a living, but ultimately most, most, not all, but most of your podcasting uh, situation, they don't have a medical license. They don't have a medical degree. They've never worked on uh, vaccines or biology. And so I'm not saying all of them, but the majority of them have not. But when you have doctors and researchers and and whatever coming out starting to say stuff you want to start listening but even more so when you have the former vice president and worldwide head of respiratory research at fucking pfizer come out and say that the mrna covid injections were intentionally created to trigger a self-attack you might want to fucking listen to what this dude has to say oh don maybe he got fired he's pissed off okay maybe but that doesn't mean that he's a lying sack of shit. He still is a doctor and has a reputation to uphold, right? Maybe he is pissed off. Maybe he did get fired, okay? I don't know. I don't know the backstory. It says former, so he obviously doesn't work there. But we don't know why he doesn't work there. So let me put it this way. If you got fired from your job, and let's say you worked there for 20 years, Okay, I've been at my job for 20 years, okay? If I got fired tomorrow for something that I didn't do or something I did do, even if it was something I did do, and I would still probably enjoy the products, enjoy the the companies, I wouldn't stop buying the, the stuff that I sell, but I might get on here and talk shit about them, Okay? Well, it might not be, I'm not sitting going to sit here and lie. I'm going to tell you all the bullshit. And that's what he's doing. Maybe this guy, maybe, maybe, hear me out. Maybe Dr. Michael Yeadon said, I don't like what's going on here. I'm getting the fuck out and I'm going to tell everybody what y'all are doing. And this is, he was on Dr. Drew's show uh, the other day. And this is what he had to say. And when I looked at the mRNA vaccine, I looked at the Pfizer one, the Moderna one, I was horrified. My contention is that there are multiple deliberate 
toxicities built into these materials. And I can, I can justify that. I ask your audience to think, how is it that their body plays nice with itself, doesn't attack itself unless you're unfortunate and have an autoimmune disease. But normally your immune system, like they're like uh, military personnel. They stay in their barracks, they don't harm you. But when you're infected or you get a cancer maybe, they go to war. And you know the distinction, how it is that your body does that trick. It distinguishes self, all the things inside your body that are meant to be there. It doesn't attack anything foreign, anything non-self. It will attack. So when you take mRNA and get human body to make a piece of a foreign organism, ladies and gentlemen, that's not my dog. <laughs> the, when your body is instructed to make a piece of foreign, non-human protein, every cell that expresses that is now blaring a signal, I've been invaded. Your immune system goes to war and tries to kill it. Every single cell that this material goes into. These could never, ever be safe for a mass market use. But if you just give it to mass population, they will attack their own cells and kill them. That is the reason why you see dozens of different side effects, because it's one mechanism of toxicity, but expressed anywhere in the body, wherever it happens to land. There are many more concerns, but that's, that's my first top one. And you said this was intentional? Oh, yes. All four companies, Moderna, AstraZeneca, Johnson & Johnson, and Pfizer, all chose the same parts of this so-called COVID-19 virus. They all chose the same parts. They all chose the bit that sticks out the outside called spike protein. So a couple of things here. Um, if I was leading a, t a drug discovery team, and I did dozens of times, the chances that my peers in the other company will come up with the same solution is remote to tell, to tell the truth. And you would never pick this. Why would you not pick this? We knew from previous work that the spike proteins that stick out from the outside of these microorganisms are biologically active. They can trigger blood coagulation and they are neurally toxic. They should have picked, um, if you believe the story about viruses, and I have significant concerns, but if we just go with the narrative, you would definitely, definitely not pick the part of the virus that is biologically active. And the fact that all four drug companies did it, it's a, it's a black swan event. That's deliberate. So it's interesting how he talks about it being a black swan event. And I had no idea that COVID was developed around a ballet. Interesting. No. Um, so what is a black swan event? Now, some of you guys probably know, and most of you may not know, because I've heard the term before, in all honesty. And uh, I, I was like, I, I know it, what it kind of means, but what does it really mean? So what's the theory? Black swan theory, okay, is a metaphor that describes an event that comes as a surprise, has a major effect, and is often inappropriately rationalized after the fact with the benefit of hindsight. The term is based on an ancient saying that presumed black swans did not exist until they were discovered in Australia in 1697. Then it became an reinterpreted to mean an unforeseen and uh, consequential event. So, essentially, an event that comes as a 
surprise and has a major effect. So think of in your lifetime, think of the black swan events that have taken place, you know, off the top of my head. Now, granted, I wasn't alive, but if you think of catalyst that got us into war, Pearl Harbor, talking 9-11, you know what I'm saying? Those were events that were, they came as a surprise to us, maybe not to our government or they, the, the people in charge, but to the American public, those were shocking surprise events major that put a major effect on us. And I can focus mainly around 9-11 because obviously I wasn't around in uh, during Pearl Harbor and I wasn't alive yet, I don't believe, when the Tonkin situation happened. So 9-11, however, I was 20, what was that, 2001, so I was 28 when that happened. So obviously, I know it wasn't yesterday, it was a while back, it was 22 years ago, but I remember exactly what I was doing when that happened. And as a 28-year-old who wasn't big on conspiracy theories and didn't have the mindset that I have today, you believed in most people, not everybody, but the majority of this country and other countries believed exactly what we were told happened. So it came as a surprise to us. It was a, I think it was like a Monday or Tuesday or whatever day it was. And I'm sitting there watching TV and this shit goes down. And it's like, holy shit. So I would assume for most of America, that came as a surprise. And it had a major effect. And then we, as time had went by, we started having hindsight as to what may have actually happened. And why and who and what and when and where. But now if you look at it like he's talking about it from a vaccine, he's not even talking about COVID itself. He's referring to the vaccine. No one, I don't, I don't believe, like we hear the term pandemic and I said mandemic and stuff like that. COVID coronavirus has been around. Okay. Like even when COVID first started, if you recall, you probably saw TikToks or stuff on Twitter or whatever about how it was on the can of Lysol, and it was on the bottle of Clorox and stuff like that, because coronavirus has been around. It's a cold. It's the common cold. The point of what happened was that they were trying to basically weaponize it, whoever they is, whether it was us, China, both of us, whoever, whatever, doesn't matter. They were trying to weaponize it. Why? And And then maybe kick it up a notch to make it deadly. Not deadly to everybody, but to the weak. And then to, to uh, add a little spice to the event, we magically came up with a, with a vaccine like that that, according to this gentleman, didn't help. It made things worse. So it's almost like whatever the, vac- whatever the uh, COVID wouldn't do, the vaccine would do as far as getting rid of you. To the point where now we have a new disease called uh, white lung, right? And uh, before I get to that, I want to talk about white lung. Why? Why is this in my? Why is this in my way? Why? 
Why? I want to. I want to read something here, but I can't because I have a fucking ad in my way, and I guess I'm not gonna be able to read it. God bless it. I swear to God. Did I get it? Did I do it? I did it. Huge breaking news. This is yesterday. Florida Surgeon General confirms discovery of DNA fragments in COVID mRNA vaccines. So Florida Surgeon General Dr. Joseph Ladapo has reached out to the U.S. Food and Drug Administration Commissioner Robert M. Califf seeking clarification on the presence of host cells, DNA fragments in Pfizer and Moderna's vaccines. On December 6th, uh, Dr. Ladapo wrote the FDA commissioner, CDC director, uh, urging greater transparency uh, regarding the potential integration of DNA into human genome. And I'm going to skip through this because I want to get to the important part here. Let's see if I can find it here real quick. So on May 10th, Ladapo wrote a letter to Calif uh, and former director Walensky, CDC, um, concerning potential risks associated with the experiment of vaccine. The letter reads, your ongoing decision to ignore many of the risks associated with the COVID vaccines alongside your efforts to manipulate the public into thinking they are harmless have resulted in deep distrust in the American healthcare system. And and I'm going to stop there real quick. He's, he's 100% correct. I think that's where we're at right now. They lied so badly about this fucking vaccine that however many people took, and people still continue to take it, but... It's caused so much distrust in your doctor. I'll, I'll, I'll give you a perfect example. When I got COVID, okay, after the fact, my doctor at the cancer center was like, oh, you need to, you should get the vaccine. We, we're doing it downstairs, no problem. Bro, I'm fine. Why do I need to get a vaccine? But he continued to push it. And I was like, why? Why are you pushing it? Now, obviously, come to find out that these places were getting paid to get the vaccine out. But that's my point. That's where you get your distrust because how many pharmacies, how many doctors pushed the vaccine not knowing if it was good for you or not just because they were getting 100 bucks a shot? You know what I'm saying? I've talked about this in the past about local pharmacies around here where I live. How can you trust your doctor if their ultimate goal is just to make money? I mean, granted, I know all of our ultimate goal is to make money, but you're, you're a fucking doctor. Your ultimate goal is to keep patients alive. You, you make your money on the backside. Anyway, beginning with Operation Warp Speed and possibly to be continued with the additional $5 billion investment in Project Next Gen, the federal government has relentlessly forced a premature vaccine into the arms of American people with little or no concern of serious adverse ramifications. Daddle, daddle, not daddle, but data are unequivocal. After COVID-19 vaccine rollout, the vaccine at uh, the VAERS, the uh, reporting increased by 1,700% including a 4,400% increase in life-threatening conditions from this vaccine. We are not the first to observe this trend. Uh, dismissing this uh, pronounced increase as being solely due to reporting trends and callous denial of collaborating scientific uh, evidence, also pointing to increased risk and a poor sub, uh, safety profile. It also fails to explain the disproportionate uh, increase in life-threatening adverse events, for the mRNA vaccines compared to all adverse events. In a later letter, um, uh, Ladapo raised concerns about potential uh, nucleic acid contaminants in Pfizer and Moderna's vaccines. 
He specifically highlighted those combinations with lipid nanoparticles and identified simian virus 40 promoter and enhancer. Lipo nanoparticles are effective vehicle for delivery of the mRNA in COVID vaccines into human cells and therefore uh, be equally efficient vehicle for delivering contaminated DNA into human cells. The presence of SV40 promoted enhancer DNA also poses a unique and heightened risk of DNA integrated host cells. The FDA from 07 cautioned about the potential of DNA integration affecting uh, oncogenes and leading to uh, chromosomal instability. So what does it all mean? So essentially, one of the things he got to was that this vaccine, by it doing what I just said, it can cause, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, let me get to it. I was trying to find it and I was, I knew what it read because I read it earlier, but I, I was trying to find it. Here it is. DNA integration could th- theoretically impact a human's oncogenes, the genes which can transform a healthy cell into a cancerous cell. So essentially, by in- injecting this vaccine into your body you could be causing your cells to transform and become cancerous and you've probably heard that where the covid vaccines are causing an uptick in cancer different types of cancers you know so on top of that on top of the blood clots on top of whatever else that's going on out there you know now come on headphones work with me now we have the new disease the white lung disease right so white lung disease okay so what 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 is it all mean basil so you know basically first off pneumonia is a disease which means it's, it is a collection of symptoms. The symptoms are caused by some underlying factor. I know some of the readers don't like germ theory, but I'm sticking with it because it's necessary to fight for my point. The conscious view of the virus, bacteria, sometimes environmental factors can cause pneumonia whose symptoms are generally resulting in fluid in the lungs. Okay? So causes. what are causes of pneumonia? Viruses, bacteria, fungi can all cause pneumonia in the United States. Common causes of viral pneumonia are influenza viruses, respiratory viruses, SARS-CoV-2, the virus that causes COVID, right? right, right, right. So one, one of the most interesting things is, essentially, white lung disease is caused by pneumonia, uh, my... Carplasma. <laughs> I gotta get close to this here. Myocoplasmol. Okay. Now that's essentially what white lung is. It's pneumonia, myocoplasma, whatever I just said. Interestingly enough, if you read <laughs> one of the things that is a side effect from the COVID vaccine, oh, is by the way that. 
So we want to sit here and talk about white lung disease and we're all going to die. When in, when in actuality, the whole cause of white lung disease is people that, been va- that have been vaccinated. If you look at the people that have white lung disease, whether they're kids or adults, every single one of those people were vaccinated, whether they had 1, 2, 5, 10, 15 shots. You put out a product under the guise of saving lives only to make people more sick. Now, what are we doing here? I mean, in all honesty, what are we doing here? And I always say, and we talk about, and I played the clip at the beginning of the show, and we talked about the New World Order and these people, and, and I try to separate the the they from people that work at the CDC and the people that work at you know the lower-level flunkies. But they all have to be in on this because how can you possibly say this is good to take when you know it's not? I go back to what Christine Anderson said that you cannot comply your way out of tyranny. And I'm going to close the show with this clip. And uh, I'm going to read on top of it. I'm going to let this gentleman, this is uh, the leader of the WHO, not not, uh, the band, but the World Health Organization. The threat of another variant emerging that causes new surges of disease and death remains. When the next pandemic comes knocking, and it will, we must be ready to answer decisively, collectively, and equitably. It's therefore with great hope that I declare COVID-19 over as a global health emergency. It was back in May. So just days after the World Health Organization declared an end to COVID-19 as a global health emergency, the uh, its director general, Dr. Tedros, whatever his whole name is, sounded the alarm on the deadlier pandemic in the future. The UN body was now prioritizing the disease for research and development purposes in an emergency event. One of those diseases that the WHO listed was named Disease X. The other diseases were COVID-19, Congo hemorrhagic fever, Ebola, Lessa fever, Middle East Respiratory Syndrome, or MERS-CoV, which is also SARS, uh, Nimpal and Henna Parviral Virus, Rift Valley Fever, Zika, and then Disease X. <clears throat> so what the hell is Disease X, right? Um, who knows? I think it's just the next thing that comes along. The WHO on May 5th announced that COVID was no longer posed threat to the global health emergency. <laughs> which had uh, for nearly three years since 2020. <clears throat> However, in order to be prepared for any such calamity in the future, the organization w- has warned countries to prepare for the next pandemic. And the threat of another pathogen emerging with even deadlier potential remains. And pandemics are from the only are far from the only threat we face. In a world of overlapping and converging crisis, an effective architecture for health emergency preparedness and response 
must address emergencies of all kinds. In an attempt to migrate the effects, the international health body mandates a list of priority diseases that pose a significant risk of causing the next deadly pandemic. Familiar diseases such as COVID, Ebola, and Zika have secured its place on the list. Among one entry listed as Disease X. Disease X served as a placeholder for an unknown pathogen that has yet to be made, I mean identified, by medical science as a cause of human infections. Introduced in 2018, the term addresses the looming possibility of a new disease agent. However, it is yet to be determined whether it takes the form of a, a virus, bacteria, fungus, or other agents such as when disease X emerges. This isn't the stuff of science fiction. This is a scenario we have prepared for this disease, Dr. Bob McGillicuddy. Some public health experts believe the next disease X will be zoonic, meaning it'll originate from wild in the wild domestic animals and then spill over to humans. The WHO has warned that implications of disease X are not to be taken lightly. As a representation a potential threat that could have devastating consequences on a global scale. Medical experts from around the world have advocated for increased funding to support surveillance, research into potential pandemic agents. So, interesting, right? So, they don't know what the disease is, just know it's coming. We're just going to call it disease X. And it's, it's probably going to come from the wild, just, you know, like COVID did. You know, it's kind of where monkeypox, they keep trying to push monkeypox on us. I think in closing, this is how we're going to leave it. And I think the uh, Christina Anderson there, the lady, the lady said the stuff, man, right? Said it best. You cannot comply your way out of tyranny. These diseases come and go. We've seen diseases throughout mankind. We need to be... <laughs> we need to be awake. And we need to not... <laughs> not let these people stress us out. And I guess in closing, I'm going to play the back half of that clip I played this, the, earlier in the show. And, uh, and then I'll be back with you here in just a second. And you'll understand what I'm saying. For here. most, this is nothing more than a story. A diversion from the outside world. But within some of you, a feeling is starting to stir. It's time to stand up, with eyes open, ears down to the ground. A change is long overdue. So wake up. Question everything. Are you awake? Wake up. Now. So, I mean, she said it best. Wake the fuck up. And if you have family members that need to be woken, then wake them up too. And I'm not talking woke in the way that we talk about woke nowadays. I'm talking woke. And it, and it's and I and I'm gonna sit here and tell you from personal experience, it's not an easy task because if you unless you have the acronyms MD after your name, it's going to be hard to convince your family members that what you're saying is correct. Because who the fuck are you? Trust me. 
I've told you guys this time and time again. The majority of my family has been vaccinated. With the exception of me and my wife and my daughter and her family. Everyone else. <laughs> everyone else. Not that I have 100 people in my family. It's a small family, but you, you know what I'm saying. No matter what I said. Once again, who am I? Right? All right, guys. That is all I have for you today, guys. Please. Make sure that whatever podcast app you're listening to this on, you subscribe to the show, you follow it, you listen, you share. Well, obviously, you're listening. I shouldn't say that. I was stupid, Don. Stupid. But share this with your friends. Um, it doesn't cost you anything, so please follow the show. And then if you're on uh, Apple or Spotify, if you could give me a five-star rating, preferably. And if, uh, if you want to leave a review, please do. I will read them on the air. Also, uh, guys, don't forget, D-Time Store is still open. You got probably this week, if you want to make some orders out, you can probably still get them before Christmas. Check them out. Um, and also, uh, if you want to follow us on social media, it's uh, Don't Tread on America on Facebook, Instagram, True Social, and the Ticker Talker. Starting tomorrow will be the 12 Drinks of Christmas, so check that out. And uh, if you're not on social media, that's fine. You can check us out at DontTreadOnAmerica.com. From any of those situations, you can reach out to me if you have any questions, concerns, or comments. And... Uh, yeah, I guess uh, all in all, let's just keep on keeping on. And uh, life's a garden, dig it, right? You guys have a great day, and I'll talk to you again on Thursday.